I have got some ghost stories for you. I feel something crawl into the bed with me and it starts to spoon me. There was a time where I would be in bed falling asleep and I would hear my name being called. Different voices call my name. Poof, the person disappeared right in front of our eyes. And we were both like, did you see that? There was this figure of a woman. Her skin was bluish and her hands were clawed and her mouth was wide open. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. And welcome to our season nine finale. Finale. Ooh, and this is a big one. It is. Because the podcast is going to be taking a hiatus until October. We're going to start posting episodes on our Patreon page in June, like we always do between seasons. Mm-hmm. But we are going to be taking this extra time to rework some things, try to figure out how we're going to keep the podcast alive. So I feel like we should be like, we welcome all ideas. <laughs> Like, if you've Please. got, like, a marketing company that wants to help us, yeah. like, we need you. Hell, you got a lawn that needs mowing? <laughs> Call me. Haunted AF Lawn Mowing Services. Is that where we're at these days? <laughs> I'll mow your lawn. You give me a lemonade, and I'll tell you a ghost story. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Yeah. By the way, this is a perfect time to become a Haunted AF patron. Go to patreon.com slash haunted AF. It's just five bucks a month, or you can splurge. Go for $50 for the entire year. You can catch up on all of the exclusive content over there before we start posting in June. And seriously, we've had that Patreon page for years now. In the beginning, it sucked. In the beginning, I was not, I mean, we don't have a ton of content to yeah. use. So it's like we had to build up over a couple of years to have enough for two platforms, sure. you know? So yeah, in the beginning, it's it's a little shitty, but, but it's a little more worth it now. But it's more, now it's great. <laughs> that was just in the very, very beginning. And by the way, in the meantime, while we're taking this break, we're going to be hitting some haunted destinations. Yes, which I'm super excited about. I am too. My <laughs> One's coming up really soon. One is. We're going to head to Galveston next month to stay at the Grand Galvez. Uh, going to do some ghost tours. We've been told we're staying in a haunted room. It's It better be the most haunted room in this place. I don't know about I that. I don't know. Where did that country <laughs> accent come from? Because I'm getting scared, Rebecca. <laughs> no, um, no, we're going to film as much as we can. We got a really shitty little camera. And it's not shitty. You don't think so? Oh, I it's, think it's a good camera. Uh, it's super, it was cheap. I'll tell you that much. But we're just going to play around. Oh, and by the the way, Jackie from the Golden Ghouls reached out yes. and said that they will loan us some ghost hunting equipment. Oh my gosh, how sweet of them. And that's sweet. And oh, I, thank now you. the Galvez, they're clear about like, look, we don't want y'all going down this, the hallways with your spookometers and stuff. But I feel like when we're just in our room. Right? Yeah, just let it let it run. See what happens. Let's just see what happens. I would like to be pleasantly surprised by some sort of weird something or another that goes off. I just, yeah. You know what? You 3 a.m. a little poke that right. isn't I, you. God, that would be great. That would be awesome. Or like somebody playing with your head. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we are planning a meet and greet at the Grand Galvez as well. So if you're in Galveston or Houston or nearby and you just want to come say hi and hang out, we would absolutely love to meet you. So come on down. Uh, Where did that come from? (laughs) Who knows? We'll post all that info once it's all finalized at hauntedaf.com and of course on our social media sites as well. So if you'd like to join us uh, for a ghost tour or a couple of drinks or 12 drinks, whatever. And the Galvez bar is really cool. That's where we're going to have our meet and greet. Okay, I love that. So we just made a new best friend with a paranormal group and thankfully they have sent us some stories that we're going to have to share. My name's Nicole. I'm with Northwest Ohio Supernatural Investigations. We investigate homes and businesses. Anyone that has an issue that they can't explain and we come at it with a 
skeptic point of view and try to debunk everything first. Two years ago, we went to a teacher's house and she was a big skeptic, but she had called us because she was at the campground with her family and her wise camera was dinging that something was in her house. And they pulled up the footage and it was a bright looking orb bouncing around. It would follow directions. Her nephew would get on and her brother would get on and ask it to do things and it would do it. She thought maybe it was the neighbors playing around, but it happened every night she was at the campground. And she came home and made sure the blinds were shut. There was no way it could have been the neighbors. We came in with our equipment. Uh, It was pretty quiet until I played some music. And then the orb came out and it was bouncing around. Apparently it liked Elvis. Who doesn't? She said she wasn't scared. She just didn't want it in the house. But we basically told her, try to ask it to leave. And she did. And she hasn't had any issues since. Thought you'd like that. I will send in the videos I have. Take care. Can't wait to see the video. Ready for this? I, I'm thinking it's like the um, follow the bouncing ball. Girl, it's unlike anything like, I've ever seen. And it's funny because I, I reached out to Nicole and I'm like, you know how we feel. And she's like, yeah, I know how you feel about them. And I feel the exact same way. Normally, orbs are dust or right. they're bugs. Yeah. But we can't find an answer to this. So interesting. See it? It's like square, almost like cylindrical. Yeah. And then it'll come back into the room. This is not the stereotypical dust orb that we no, see or no. bug orb. Now, it isn't a Glinda the Good Witch orb, which is no. what I'm always hoping for. Uh-huh. But it is still pretty cool. There, here he comes again. It's big. Look, there it goes again. It is kind of big. When it's on the floor, it does look like a Roomba, though. <laughs> Just a little bit. But um, then it floats up into the air, which is crazy. So Nicole sent in another story. I know you're going to love mm. this one. Hi, guys. I have another story for you. I just had to mix myself a drink. But this is about an asylum that our team went to. It's in Winchester, Indiana, and it's Randolph County Asylum. If you want to delve into it, I suggest it. There's some good stuff about it that you can read. But we went for an overnight investigation. And I'll shout out to Tim. He was our guide in the beginning to kind of show us around. Tim. Um, Tim mentioned that there was a lot of activity downstairs in the kitchen area. And he didn't care to go down there because people see a crawler. We're like, well, yeah, we definitely want to see a crawler. So we all go down there and then we bring out the SLS camera. I don't know if you're familiar, but the SLS camera picks up figures. So it looks like it's an actual body moving around like a stick figure. We had it pointed at a table outside of the kitchen area and a crawler came crawling out. (laughs) It was crawling around the table. We have video. I have a video picture, but whatever we have, I'll send to you. Gives me chills. We cannot wait to go back. It was just a great night altogether. I don't like this at the SLS stuff. I do not either because that is definitely the shape of a stick figure of like it's and like it's crawling on the ground. Yeah, the crawlers come out. All right. So our next story comes from Teresa. I used to live in a two story townhouse and my next door neighbor was kind of cray cray. (laughs) She told us some unbelievable stories and was always calling the law, claiming someone was wiggling her front doorknob and trying to get in. I was like, she's just hearing things. Well, about four years later, I got pregnant with my first child. She moved out and I took over her place so I wouldn't need a roommate. Literally, my first night there, I woke up to pee, as I did a lot in those days, because oh, yeah. honestly, pregnant. When I came back to my bedroom, I could smell musky old man cologne and cigarette smoke. What a combo. They should make a candle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> old man cologne and cigarette smoke. And Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> all together in one candle. What? How happy is that? <laughs> uh, now, it was just me in that apartment. No man and no one smoking a cigarette. I ignored it, but every night when I got up to pee, I would smell that smell. Couldn't explain it. One night I was watching TV and my front doorknob right next to me 
wiggled. I looked at it and it stopped, but a few minutes later, it started up again. Fast forward to when my boyfriend moved in. He had two sons who stayed with us occasionally, and they'd always run down the hallway at night to pee because they were scared of the dark. Well, one night we were asleep when I woke up to their footsteps in the hall. I kind of kicked him and said, hey, the boys are up again. And he said, the boys aren't here tonight. (sighs) I went to investigate and of course there was nothing there. My boyfriend also left the toilet seat up when he used the restroom, but we would hear it close after he was in there. What? (laughs) That's a polite ghost. After living there, I can say I don't think the lady was as crazy as I thought. Right. We have moved from there now and the boyfriend is now my hubby congratulations and he never leaves the toilet seat up anymore Teresa as far as you know unless unless you brought grandpa ghost with you so this next one comes from Samantha I've been meaning to send you this story for years and a recent binge of your podcast finally gave me the push to submit it yay I grew up in a regular old apartment in upstate New York aesthetically you wouldn't look at it and think oh yeah that's definitely haunted but it was one night when I was seven years old we had a fire in our basement my mom woke up to a faint beeping sound and got out of bed when she noticed smoke coming from under the door. Mm. She woke up dad, grabbed my sister and I, and we all got out. The fire department put the fire out and later asked my mom how she knew there was a fire in the basement. She said the smoke detectors downstairs were going off, but the firefighter said, ma'am, there were no batteries in any of your smoke detectors (gasps) downstairs. Our friendly ghost actually helped out with many things. There was a night when I was sick in my bunk bed, too weak and covered in vomit to come down. I had been crying and calling for my parents for a while when all of a sudden the vacuum cleaner turned on it woke my dad up and when he got up to turn it off he heard me crying pictures would fall off the walls radios would go off my sister would see a woman with yellow eyes watching us from the end of our bed Mm. the list goes on and on but we moved from that apartment when i was in eighth grade Years later, I was a 16-year-old working in American Eagle. I was ordering a pair of jeans for a woman when I asked for her address. She listed my old childhood apartment. No way! <laughs> Me having word vomit blurted out, Oh my God, is that place still haunted? <laughs> she got pale, turned to her friend, and then became instantly pissed. Did she really just say that to me? She repeated this twice to her friend who was laughing. I can only assume that she had been in denial and Mm -hmm. I validated her experiences. That is amazing. And again, that is from Samantha. All right. We couldn't end the season without one more of these. Now it's time to share our tales of ghostly pets who still leave trails. Our furry friends who are now deceased could be the next dead pet of the week. Wow! Way to like... How did you work that in? Isn't that amazing? that was such a great one. Yeah, that is from Amy, who sent us not only the name scratched on the wood stove story, Uh but also the balloon story from last week, right? which I've been talking to our Lego friend, Marmon Animation. They're trying to figure out how to do that one. Oh my gosh, that would be so good. And you know what other story he's working on? What? The Ghost Who Liked to Watch. <gasps> oh my god! I can't remember her name, but it was I like can't either. But she lived in Austin, right? She yes, and she would turn the lights on and yes! off when they would try to do it because we were god having God bless. We you. were having a discussion about how do you interpret that with Legos without yeah. going completely. Yeah, well, that's what the lights go out for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
All right. Our next story comes from Doreen. My brother purchased an older home when he first got married. They had a cat and would sometimes lock the poor baby in their room by accident. One day, my sister-in-law looked for the cat to be sure she didn't lock him in the bedroom. She saw it downstairs and closed the bedroom door. Later, she was looking for the cat only to find him locked in her bedroom. So what cat did she see? Uh, My brother also had sightings of the mystery cat. He was sitting in the living room and saw the cat walk by, then looked over to see his actual cat walking down the staircase. One day, my brother had a friend over who saw the ghost cat walk by and asked my brother, hey, when'd you get another cat? (laughs) To which my brother replied, oh, we didn't. Do you see it too? Never could explain it. Thank you for making my downtime fun, Doreen. So when we first got JoJo, she would sneeze and blow poop out her butt. I mean, she was just one thing after another. Poor baby. And I hid in the closet from her. (laughs) And I was just, I don't even know if I was crying or what, but I was just sitting there for a minute trying to catch my breath. And that little jumped out of the clothes. No, she didn't. I know, and landed on me. And I was like, how did this just happen? I couldn't believe. But I've had this happen where I'll go and look for the cat Uh to make sure I don't shut them in a closet. And you'll find them and you're like, cool. And then a little while later, you'll hear them. Like sneaky little bastards. (laughs) Let me out. (laughs) Oh, and we've got an update from a listener. Uh, We got an email from Tori who ordered a sweatshirt for his 12-year-old daughter. So they apparently share a love of the podcast. He says, we watched some of your YouTube videos together last night. You two are the best. Seriously, we hang out and wait for it to land on Spotify every Friday. We've even started exploring abandoned places. And today we are going to an old tunnel in Perth Hills. Yes, yes, yes. Your podcast has given us a common interest and help us bond even more. Thank you so much for that little bit of joy each week. You guys absolutely rock. You have the best chemistry. Big love from Perth, Australia. And that's from Tori. Ah, that might be my favorite email we've ever gotten. Isn't that wonderful? And he sent pictures of he and his kids out doing their urban exploring. I know. And guys, please, anytime you do something like that, if you Scooby-Doo anywhere, please send us pictures. We've got to see it. Yep. We absolutely love that stuff. So our next story comes from Stacy. Back in December of 09, my uncle, mom's brother, passed away due to complications with diabetes. He had fallen into depression earlier that year and wasn't taking care of himself. So my mom moved him into the efficiency behind my home to help care for him. His health got better for a bit, but shot right back down after a disagreement with his two kids. Oh, I guess at that point he gave up and began to drink heavily, which led to his passing. Oh, that's incredibly heartbreaking. That is three nights after his death. I was in bed, but was very much alert for some reason. I opened my eyes and I saw my uncle down on one knee next to my bed. He looked like himself, but with a slightly bigger head and he was translucent blue color. I didn't feel threatened, but for some reason, my body was stuck like I was paralyzed. He started talking to me and asking how mom and I were doing. I tried to answer, but nothing came out. He tried comforting me by saying I didn't have to be afraid and he wasn't going to hurt me. Honestly, I wasn't afraid until my silence pissed him off. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. 
With each unanswered question, he grew more and more mad. Then my whole room began to shake. That's when I got scared. I think he noticed he was freaking me out. So he calmed down and the shaking gradually stopped. He told me to tell everyone he was okay. And then I passed out like I was under some sort of hypnosis. The next day, my uncle's daughter came over to visit. We all sat in the living room and shared stories about my uncle. I wasn't going to bring up what I ha- what happened the night before because my cousin is very superstitious, which I don't know that I would have brought the story up either. Yeah. But then she asked if we believed in spirits. So I told everyone what happened and her jaw dropped. Apparently, the same thing had happened to her. He appeared in her room and tried to talk to her, but she was too afraid to speak. In his true fashion, he shook up her room too. Oh, (laughs) golly. (laughs) Apparently, my uncle was on a farewell tour because he also visited my mom in her dream that same night. Thanks for letting me share my story. You guys are awesome. Oh, I do have one more quickie for you. When I was about eight years old, me and my cousin saw a real ass dragonfly over my house. What, <laughs> what the actual hell? <laughs> what? A dragon? What? Maybe Wait. I'll send in that story later too. You cannot leave us hanging like that. Is it all possible that it was like the space between dragon and fly? Like they didn't it's mean- supposed to be a dragonfly like the bug? <laughs> Maybe that's they're messing very- with us. Because we've never gotten a dragon story before. How are you going to leave us hanging on a dragon? How do you not tell that story first? Especially <laughs> knowing that we're going to go on hiatus for a hot second. You better be back in October. Serious. Talk about burying the lead there. Dang it. All right. And so this next story comes from, I can't remember who sent this in, but she's going to introduce herself. Hi, Julie and Rebecca. My name is Heidi, and I am contacting you for a second time. You actually shared a story of mine before that I wrote in about staying at a beach hotel in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, where an old man walked past my bedside in the middle of the night. I wanted to let you know that I am absolutely in love with your podcast. I've been listening to it for years. I just will sing your praises forever. You guys are awesome. So with that said... I'm going to take you in the time machine back to 2002 when I met my husband. He was in the Coast Guard. He still is getting ready to retire. But he was newly stationed in Marquette, Michigan at this really old Coast Guard station that had been built in the 1850s. So we're talking Civil War era building, still operational. There had just been a lot of spooky stuff going on in there, lots of bumps in the night, and there was a rumor that the original captain was still frequenting the station. It came to pass that one night, this young bosun mate guy, who we knew, had been standing watch by himself. That was totally typical. Somebody would stay there overnight by themselves. This one night, this gentleman had heard a lot of activity going on downstairs in the watchstander area, which is where the phones and the computers are, the hub for all of the search and rescue and whatnot. So he went down the stairs in his undies and he came face to face with the original Captain Clary. He was exactly like you would picture him. He had the long wiry beard. He had his uniform on, his old salty captain's hat, and he was smoking a pipe. So he 
wanted nothing to do with that. He booked it out the front door of the station in the middle of the winter in bare feet and his little skivvies to the next door house, which was the original lighthouse keeper's house. The current family in that house was one of the higher ups at the Coast Guard station. So the wife answers the door two o'clock in the morning. This boy in his tidy whiteies is pounding on her door, yelling about he will not go back in that station. He will not go back in there alone. He doesn't want anything to do with the Coast Guard anymore. I don't blame him. My gosh. So they talk him down and they decide to establish the two-man rule. There will never be somebody standing watch alone. There will always be two people sleeping in the station. So that station has not been inhabited by the Coast Guard for a long time. They replaced it with a newer, more high-tech station, which God bless. That's what they needed. But that station still exists, and it is a historical museum. And I don't know if Captain Clary is still there, but if I had to put money down on it, I would. Thank you for all of the stories that you share. And if I die first, girls, I'm coming back to haunt everybody. Thank you so much for all you do. I love you. I'll talk to you girls later. Bye now. Oh, that was precious. Hot everybody. Everybody. I love it so much. Oh, and this station Marquette is beautiful. I looked it up. And we'll sure, post, yeah. We'll post links and we'll post pictures and everything. Again, this is the season finale. Go to hauntedaf.com and you can see all of that because it's amazing. I feel like the most terrifying part of that story is if you're the house next door and you've got a kid in his undies knocking yeah. on your front door, are you going to let him in? Hell no. no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, this is really sad because we're wrapping up here, coming yeah. to our little finale. Don't forget, oh. guys, follow us on social media and all those places. Um, I really am kind of sad saying this. I know, <laughs> I know. starting to get a little worked up. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. I'm getting some tissues okay. just in case. I wasn't sure if you were going to cough or No, what. no, I'm getting tissues. All right, please go and like and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Um, we will try to keep posting there uh, during our hiatus. And of course, we're also on Patreon. So patreon.com slash haunted AF. It's only five bucks a month and it will go a long way in helping out the podcast. Keep us alive for a little bit longer. Yes. And before we go, we do have to thank our newest patrons. We have Dennis Wicker, Amy Wilson, Chloe Elise, Joey, Jody Patterson, and Caroline Bennett. Also, thanks to Carrie Myers for becoming an annual patron. Oh, and Nick Durkin called me out because I apparently called her Kim when oh, I thanked her last sorry. week. And she also shared this story. Before I met my boyfriend, he was married to his ex, and for a while, his mother-in-law lived with them. The mother-in-law sadly passed on, but that relationship broke down, and eventually, I came on the scene. So he always warned me that the shed behind his house had a dark feeling to it. Well, one day, I needed to feed the dogs, and wouldn't you know it, the dog food is in the shed. Mm -hmm. So already spooked, I went in, and I was looking for the dog food when I heard the loudest crash. It was the door to the shed closing and locking me in. Oh, no. As much as I tried, I could not get that door to open. I was banging and starting to panic mm-hmm. when I started hearing a laughing sound, like a ha, ha, ha. Then you don't belong here. You don't belong <gasps> here. So then I'm really pounding on the door and I start seeing photos on the shed floor. This is a shitty, dusty floor, but these photos just started peering out of nowhere. And it's my boyfriend what? and his ex-wife on their wedding day. Stop. Wouldn't you know it? I finally grabbed grabbed a screwdriver and I took the loft off the damn shed door (laughs) and ran inside and bawled my eyes out hysterically to my boyfriend. He said, yeah, all of my ex-mother-in-law's things are out in the shed. Thanks. (laughs) A little heads up would have been nice. 
Love the podcast. Love you guys. And again, that is from Nick. All right, here what we go. What a really great way to end it. <laughs> we use that the word. <laughs> oh, but that's it's gonna get bleeped. It'll uh, be bleeped, but which still. is fine. That's fine. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Here we go. We're gonna rip off the band-aid now. We're taking a break until October. We're gonna come back for that month because it looks like we've got an awesome sponsor, courtesy of Rebecca. Woo-hoo. Otherwise, you will find new content on the Patreon page starting June second. We're gonna take this time to revamp, update, do whatever it takes to make this podcast self-sustaining. So if you can, please become a patron. Patreon.com backslash haunted af but please know more than anything we have loved every single story yes every every, single one every email photo every single thing you sent in over the years even if we didn't use it even if we completely forgot about it and it's still sitting there waiting for a response (laughs) even if we couldn't tell if you're wearing pants keep in touch with us please tag us and stuff too we love that absolutely send us anything you think we'd appreciate tag us in the videos you think we need to shit on and please keep sending those stories to haunted Today, a podcast at gmail.com so we can use them on the next because there will be one eventually. Haunted AF. Oh, wow. Oh, sad. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 